Good morning. How you doing on this Thursday morning in September? How the kids been doing going back to school? How have the parents been doing? How's the traffic been? It's uh, right back to regular kind of life as we arrive in September. And we're soon uh, heading in, into hockey season as well. It's been a big topic this morning for us. We talked about the, the Oil Kings getting uh, getting rolling. And they have a preseason game this weekend. We talked about the Heritage Classic, which is coming up at the end of October. Heard from Connor McDavid. We talked about kids sport and making sure that, that you know hockey is accessible and potentially affordable for, for kids in lower income organizations. So there's a lot of good stuff that can be wrapped up around the world of hockey. It can be fun. It's a great pastime. It can be great to play, great to watch, and a lot of community involved. More recently, we have been hearing some things that uh, that have that have tainted that image and have certainly opened up some eyes and opened up the door to issues within the hockey community, specifically the male hockey community and Hockey Canada. Uh, now, we haven't heard much about Hockey Canada in the last little while. After a, a turmoil, after just a torrent of, 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 of scandalous news and, and concerns and, and resignations and calls for firing and a removal of funding, all this stuff, it's been relatively quiet. There's a new head. And, and they're trying to figure out a new path forward. Part of that is a summit this weekend that will focus uh, on toxic masculinity as a root problem in sport culture, uh, specifically looking at hockey in this case. It's going to be taking place in Calgary. Lots of speakers, lots of people involved with it. One of the people who helped to sort of arrange the agenda for it, uh, you know, a framework for the discussions is Dr. Teresa Fowler, who's an assistant professor at Concordia University here in Edmonton. She's joining us uh, this morning. Dr. Fowler, so good of you to uh, take some time for us this morning. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. You know, how many times have we heard in this conversation, much of what I just said, hockey can be great. It's a part of community. It it can build up some people. It shows so many good things. This summit is not about throwing out all the good things. It's about trying to eliminate the bad things that taint everything else. Absolutely. And, you know, it's also about returning to kind of the roots of hockey in our country, right? And that's what um, this summit, this first one is about, is sort of tracing how this particular brand of hockey and what we're talking about is elite masculine hockey got to this point in Canada. And when we do go back, you know, when we look at the roots of the Colored Hockey League or, you know, the roots of um, indigeneity within this, this hockey game, you know, it's about teamwork. It's about all those things you talk about. You know, it's about collaboration, building community, supporting each other. And for the Colored Hockey League, it was a site free of racial oppression. And so what we need to do is kind of get back to that, you know, kind of trace how did we get here and then how can we make the game better in a safe space? You know, you talked about kids' sport and kids being able to afford the game. Well, that's great, but once they get to the game, it needs to be safe. It needs to be free of racial oppression. It needs to be free of sexism. It needs to be free of men having to do things and boys having to do things that perhaps they might not want to do. Uh, there's an awful lot to cover in this. Did you help to, to, to determine not just the agenda, but some of the people who are going to be talking at this summit, presenting at this summit? They're so primarily trying to focus in on the agenda for the discussion. Yeah, no, my role with this was <clears throat> was to take a look at 
the wealth of research that has gone into um, men's ice hockey over the years and just kind of put it all together in sort of one document. And it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there and it doesn't get to everything, you know, how you fit, you know, years and years of research into, you know, 50 pages, right? But um, my role was really to find out some themes that they could use to carve out conversations. And the first one is talking, like you said, about masculinity. And then the next series will be based on, you know, the isms, you know, the racism, the, the homophobia, all of those things. And then the next one will be, okay, so now how do we go from here? But the intent, my understanding is, even from this first one, is that folks who are in attendance leave with some sort of call to action, some sort of you know, how can we do things differently to make this game safe? Uh, is this focused primarily on, and I think you mentioned it earlier, the, the higher level competitive uh, level of hockey, or does this kind of toxicity or the the, the, the darker side of, of some hockey culture, does that bleed into the recreational sport, uh, the other levels of the sport as well? Or are you just purely focused on the highly competitive ones? Well, what we're talking about here is the elite masculine hockey culture. Um, hockey culture is a very broad term, and there are multiple hockey cultures, like you said. However, this culture, the specific brands of hockey culture, others look up to, right? You know, when you look out on the street, you know, kids are wearing jerseys of McDavid or, you know, Crosby. So they look up to this culture. So it's important that the folks who are involved within this culture lead it to become healthy, right? Make it a healthy space because absolutely it bleeds down. Um, if you remember a few years ago, the hazing incident in Calgary and with the Northwest, the Crow Child Hockey League, where the young fellow, you know, they choked him to you know, he was unconscious or something for a hazing ritual. So, I mean, kids are looking up to the, this level. And so this level needs to get things in order in order for children to have a safer game. And that's how we stop this from reproducing itself. Uh, what do you think? Have we seen a difference in the last, uh, I'll call it, call it a couple of years since this stuff really started to blow up? Uh, it, it had been a conversation previously. I think uh, we can all agree on that, but not to the level that it has in the last little while. Have you seen a, a change? There's certainly some more action being taken in a public format, but the question is whether it's real change. Mm, absolutely. And I think that's the point that we need to get to, right, is trust has been broken. You know, leaders say that hockey is for everyone. However, the real behaviors tell us that's not the case. Um, however, there has been, ever since um, last summer, there has been a real thirst from grassroots hockey organizations really looking for, okay, how do we do this differently? And the problem is, is there isn't, you know, much out there yet. And what is out there, we need to be careful and cautious as to is it research-informed, research right? You know, it doesn't follow a good learning modality to help, you know, educate young players about bystanders, you know, how do you be a bystander, how do you respect each other as a team, you know, those types of things. So there is change happening. I think some folks would want it to happen much sooner. Of course, we want it to, but we need to do it right. And what is also important, though, is for leaders and administrators who are at high levels is to make concrete decisions 
that impact hockey for the better and aren't setting us backwards. Yeah, and there has to be, it has to be led from above. The kids learn mm-hmm. as they come through a, a, a system because that's just the way it's done. And that's where the pressure comes from. But if, mm-hmm. if the leadership is able to remove that, that that's a huge, huge step. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Fowler, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know you got to go and because uh, there's lots of people want to talk to you about this uh, right now, especially ahead of this, uh, this summit in Calgary. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for having us, and thank you for having this conversation. You bet. Take care. Dr. Teresa Fowler out of Concordia University, uh, specializing in, in this field within uh, education and physical education, etc. So a uh, big part of, of setting the agenda for that summit that's uh, going to be underway in Calgary this weekend. Sheldon Kennedy is going to be there. Hugh Fraser, the new board chair of Hockey Canada, will be speaking. They'll be going through a lot of these these issues. Once again, it doesn't mean that hockey's, you know, we, we tend sometimes to get defensive and go, well, what about all the good things in hockey? Absolutely. And that's what you're trying to protect, not let the taint get into all of the rest of the things that we love about this game, that we love about uh, helping kids learn teamwork and all those great things. Just keep the garbage out of the way. That's the focus. So let's uh, move forward. They're going to try again this weekend.